friend, you may or may not feel it's your best today, but I want to honor you. Honor the journey that you're on with cancer and standing up to it as best you can. I want you to know that you're not alone, that we're here for you. All of us who've been through it or on this journey of trying to, to stand up to it, to deal with it as best we can, and we're thinking of you today. I want to welcome you, my friend, to Cancer Can Give. In this special series, we're sharing inspirational and, and just feel-good stories of people who went on their like grueling journey through cancer, and yet they found their own way to live, to grow and give in a way that helps others. Oh, my name is Jim Bakmutsky. I'm a testicular cancer survivor. I'm a life coach. I'm a proud author of Finding Hope in Times of Uncertainty, a guide to thriving in a challenging world of today. And today, it's my absolute pleasure to introduce Olivia Clark, who's been confronted with cancer not once, but twice. And she's got this incredible message of now, making sense of your experience you know, through cancer, through humor and stories and connecting. And she started Humor Beats Cancer. And she's just this, this, this magnificent ray of light out in the world. So let's talk to Olivia. Well, Olivia, so good to have you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, it's always been so good working with you on different things and stuff. You know, you, you talked at, at our, um, our last event about a year ago. Um, and really your story was funny, but also very moving too. And so people really walked away from it feeling so many like emotions and stuff. And, and I heard it was especially with yours too. Um, you're just your story that you shared about cancer and about just it just made people laugh but also made them cry too so it was you hit all the emotions so it's really nice to be able to be on your podcast <laughs> thank you so much Olivia. i really appreciate your kind words and i, I remember you you opening that you know that, that fundraiser for human beats cancer and and i think it's it's been during covid of course we were all um online but it's just been such a beautiful Thing to, to be there and to see all these amazing people um, there for this great cause. And you put so much care, Olivia, into everything that you do. Like you really, you really pour your heart into all well, of this. And, and and it really comes across. And you know, it obviously it makes a difference for, for your incredible cause. But I want to ask you, how does it how does it feel for you, right? Because I think it's a big part of it is how does it also make you feel on the inside? Yeah, yeah. You, um, yeah, so I've, so a little bit about me, I guess. Um, my, I have, uh, I had cancer first, um, breast cancer, stage two in 2015. And um, then in 2017, created Humor Beats Cancer, um, which is a nonprofit that encourages using humor and writing as, coping tools to deal with cancer. And so um, where we have, we also do funny care packages for people going through cancer. We have a grant program and we do open mics where people read their funny stories, either virtually or in person. And then we um, also um, try to think of interesting ways on social media to get people's attention and to get them to share funny stories and to connect so they don't, so they feel less alone. And so for me, it's really been I don't know. It's I 
I, when I had cancer the first time, and so then, yeah, I was diagnosed again in um, last fall, so 2021. And, and this time it's stage four and it's um, metastasized um, to different organs and such. But um, so it really, it's, it has different meanings depending on where I'm at in my cancer journey. And so when I was um, in remission, it really was about how can I take my experience and try to find ways to, to make people feel less alone and to feel and to get them to laugh when, when that's the last thing they could possibly think about doing. Um, and usually that's through kind of, you know, crude humor and um, people, <laughs> yeah, people just like having a good time um, and showing, and the real point of it is to show two things, to show people feeling al- that they can feel alive while having cancer, that they're not gone and, and they're still here living. And also just to connect people who feel um, alone. And so for me, that's what it's done for me is it really has reminded me um, of, you know, I'm going through the beginning stages of stage four and it's interesting to learn about people who've been going through it for years and it gives me hope and it makes me think, okay, well, uh, I know this, if someone would have told me, you know, stage four cancer, I would have been, you know, freaking out and thinking, and I still do this, but like, I, I, I get that it, you can live with it and it can be like something that you live with. And and sometimes it's not, sometimes it, it hits you and you find out you have stage four and you have a few months to live. And so, but it shows that there, are, there's more than just one way of cancer happening to a person and there's, and it can affect you in different ways. So it's, it makes me understand it a little bit better and also feel us alone and feel like there's a chance that I can keep fighting and keep doing what I can to stay alive. And so, but I, you know, it also just really I really believe that this group of people kind of ages like 20 to 45, for example, people don't focus on them and their cancer enough. Um, there's, there's, there's a lot of um, support for, uh, you know, um, childhood cancer, as well as a lot of, you know, for, for the elderly and older people who are going through cancer. But, but this, this middle group seems to kind of get lost sometimes in, in the middle of everything. And it's, it seems that they don't, really know how to deal with this group of people when they have cancer, because I mean, these are people who are still working and who need to work. Um, they haven't built up a savings or built up a lot of, you know, ways to pay for their, their treatment and they still have to work. They maybe want to have kids or, or date, and it's all happening at the same time that they have cancer. And so that too has been helpful to me to know that, you know, while, the medical community may not be looking at this group of people as closely as they can. Our nonprofit at least can bring everybody together to talk about things that upset them, things that um, they wish were different or to ask questions, you know, this is happening to me, you know, what should I do? And people to provide their own just perspective. I mean, you know, we're not doctors, but like to say, you know, when, when my feet started, you know, peeling, this is the kind of stuff I did. <laughs> so, and because like, there are so many things I didn't realize would affect cancer. And so, yeah, so that's, you know, it's just really been, it's, it's been supportive to me and also just makes me happy to know that I can help people in some tiny way and makes me feel like my life is, you know, I did something good for people, you know, and I, 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 that's always been my goal. And I just really want to help people in some way and, and how people feel less alone because I've felt alone times through my life. So that's really what it's done for me. 
That's beautiful. It just speaks to my heart. And, I, and I'm so glad you brought up, the, the, I guess, this whole young adult going through cancer and experiencing the sense of being alone. Because oftentimes when like cancer hits you at this time, it's like you say, it's it's life interrupted because you, you, you're going on, on some kind of a journey. Yeah. And then just something just throws you off, and all of a sudden you 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 have to completely change things around, uh, right. and you and you're not in the place where people around you, and maybe when you're older, you're not in the place where people around you they they understand how to deal with grief, they understand how to deal with difficult times. They, they you know it's a different situation. So what do you think in because obviously you've seen a lot of folks. Uh, young adults uh, in their 20s and 30s and, and 40s go through cancer. What do you think that, that that we have in common? I just think we're, we have in common that like we have so many more dreams ahead of us. We have so many more um, life stages ahead of us. And and just as you said, that's a great way of putting it. It's, it's like life interrupted. It's just really, you and it's, I mean, there's just a there's just a lot of like sadness, honestly. I mean, there's people who maybe you went to college and you're like, I'm gonna be this when I when I'm done college, and then boom, you get hit with cancer. And so then you have to put that on hold while all of your friends are kind of advancing during the 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 highlights of life, you know, having kids, dating, marriage, promotions at work, things like that. All of that gets put on hold and we're we're living in this limbo of, you know. Should should I date? No or yes? I mean, you know, should I go? You know, sh- should we have children? Yes or no? I mean, you know, it's and there's and there's the you know even like if they get married while they're going through cancer treatment, um, it's probably you didn't want to be bald at, if you're a woman at your at your wedding, you know. And so, but you know, that's and then because I think for these other groups of like you know particularly like are the older those who get cancer older in life have had a chance to have do all those things and have had a chance to see their children grow up or even meet their grandchildren where there's, there's so many families who lose one of their loved ones when maybe their kids are two or three or four. And so they will know a totally different situation and, and the kids will miss out on stuff and the parents will miss out on things. And so I just think what connects us all together is that limbo, like that not knowing how our life is going to be. Um, and I know that nobody knows what's going to happen with them or if they're going to get hit by a car tomorrow or whatever, but it's still just, it really does. If you're like immobile almost because it's hard to make decisions. It's like, should I, you know, at the start when I found out I had stage four cancer, one of the doctors said, I, I was like, so how serious is this? And they were, and they were kind of unkindly said that, well, maybe you should start working on that bucket list. And I felt like that was such a horrible thing to say to someone, but people mm-hmm. don't think like that that's what they should say or not say. And like, and so, yeah, I think that that's what it is, is that we're just all in this time of indecision where we could just keep trying to stay alive, but also want to be living life like, like our family and friends are. Yeah, so true, Olivia. And it's, I think you describe it beautifully because it's, you, you are stuck in this kind of in-between land, right? You're, you're, you're constantly yeah. in between things. And I think the other thing that, I just remember coming home after like my uh, you know, operation and chemo, and I remember like feeling 
so overwhelmed and, and things that really made sense before uh they, they they certainly don't make sense now so you kind of have to reinvent yourself uh, you know at, at least once yeah. right yeah and, right and this reinventing process like you, you have to find something again that you you can be connected to something that that, that, that you're passionate about and um, so i'll and that's why I, I kind of want to ask, you know, because you went through this process and you, uh, uh, you, you found your way to to create Human Beats Cancer. But how how did you how did you lead up to it? Like like what's what's what made you think about you know what to do next? Yeah, I mean, so before, no, I guess it would be after after I was diagnosed the first time. Um, I started, you know, I, I started thinking about my life and how I didn't feel like I was doing enough. And so I started doing, I started first just volunteering and, um, and not cancer related volunteering, but just working with people who are um, poor or, um, or need food or people who are trying hard to, you know, raise their kids in a poor community. And I started, you know, volunteering with them and really trying to help. But then um, as I was going through cancer treatment, I kept seeing these like, funny situations happen um, that I just thought were kind of, you know, dark humor, kind of funny <laughs> things and stuff. And so I wondered if any other people had been seeing those kinds of things. And so I, I, I took a, I took a stab and I, I, I decided, okay, well, I'm going to create this nonprofit and I'm going to start it off with just a blog. And then um, it just started growing and I started thinking up ideas. Cause I have, I'm always trying to like create projects and there are so many projects I've worked on that just failed or did it. I kept trying and I, and I just kept thinking like, and then I just really believed in this idea and I just kept, you know, talking about it so much. And so finally I'm like, I'm just going to get, get, I'm going to try it. And, um, and then I just kept growing. Like I was like, okay, well, um, when my mom passed away, we said, instead of giving money or giving flowers, if they could give money to create a grant program in her name through human beats cancer. And so we were able to do that. And then care packages, I realized like, there are so many care packages that are just so not useful. Um, you know, they're like just a bunch of branded materials that don't really help in any way. So I started thinking about well, what would I want if I was, you know, wanted a care package. And so I, I tried to make it more special, funnier and more appropriate for our age group than, than what it's, what I've seen other places do. And so I started doing that. I, I really didn't want, um, when I, when I got cancer, I, I received this book and I really, and it, I just had lilies on it. And it looked like it was like, here's your roadmap to dying. And it was like, and I just <laughs> did not want to have that, that vibe. So, so we stay away from, you know, a lot of lilies everywhere and, and pink and like all this stuff. And we, and we're more like bright and, you know, primary colors and things like that to show that like, you know, we can be, we can talk to you as at, at your age and we could talk to you in, in a way that we, you know, we use profanity. Most, but most of these um, nonprofits don't even do that. Oops. That, that's my dog. Sorry. <laughs> um, most of, most of them don't, um, don't do those kinds of things. So I really think, um, I really think that's what got me started. And then I just, I just, feel like it's been it's been successful and it keeps growing and i just know that it's doing good and and that's all i can ask for is for it to be doing good 
I think it's such a beautiful thing. First of all, that you said that you, you've done a lot of things and, and so many of them failed because it's so true, right? I mean, we, 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 yes. we do things and, and we, we, we have dreams and we have ambitions and sometimes they just, they don't work out. And, and that's no. part of life, right? Yeah. And I think that that's also like kind of a message for people going through cancer is that like, isn't that how, you know, the doctors treat it? Like they, we try a medicine or a treatment for a while and if that doesn't work, we go to the next thing. And so that's kind of how I've operated through life a lot is that I, I have trouble giving up on ideas and things that I really feel passionate about. <laughs> so I keep trying different ways. Like, and I, and I just, I'm getting closer and closer to, to getting it right the first time. But like, usually it takes like five, six times before I can make something how I truly see it in my head and stuff. So it's, I think that's like the message is just don't give up on anything. And I, and, and I think, you know, maybe it, it doesn't mean that we're going to all be cancer. Or I'm going to be cancer, but at least it makes life more fun to really be, you know, and that you have some sort of control over something. And I think that that, so starting a project or making jewelry or knitting scarves or things like that are all things that people could be doing while they're sitting in a chemo chair or whatever. And that might make them feel good. And like they're contributing something to the world. Um, whether it's just to make one or two people smile, that's, 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 that's great. That's perfect. That's the thing to do. And, and I know it can be hard when everybody's so tired because I'm tired all the time, but, but, but you hope that the positivity will give you energy and it'll just, it'll help carry you through. Yeah, exactly. Olivia, it's, it's so powerful what you say, because it really connects you with, with what it is that, that, that helps you to get through a difficult time and connects you with something that, that just lights you up in some way and, and gives you that energy at the time when you probably needed the most. And also, like, I find it really inspiring how you talk about that you started, I mean, you started from, from just like taking the first step and then it leads you towards, towards something else and then it leads you to sort of something else and it probably leads you to a place where you didn't really plan out to be. You didn't have this, you know, this, this project plan mapped out. You're going right, to have this, right. maybe just, uh, you started with something and, and it just kept growing, like you say, right? So it's not, it doesn't have to be this overwhelming yeah. thing, right? Yes, which is something I've learned over the years because I used to get, I'd think of a project and then I, I would never start it because I, I was always overwhelmed thinking of like the next, like the, the next step or, or the end, the end goal. And I'm like, how am I ever going to get there? And so I, I'm trying to be better about that. And I think human beats cancer is a good example of me taking it step by step. Cause you know, sometimes I'm like, Oh, you know, we're not as big as the other organizations or we're not doing this or that and stuff. And so it's really hard not to compare yourself, but that doesn't really no good to like compare yourself because everybody's on like a separate journey on, on their projects. And so I'm, I'm trying to be, trying to trying to be more kind to myself and not being like, come on, Olivia, get your ass in gear. Come on, <laughs> you know? And so, so, so it's, it's definitely been an in interesting journey with your beats cancer. Exactly. And, and I'm so glad that you brought this up, Olivia, because it's so special. And I think that's what we do in our age as well is like we end up comparing ourselves to other people where they're mm -hmm. at where they where they where they're going and and you got to be be find ways to to be more kind to yourself and and not yeah. like beat yourself up or saying well this person's got this and 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 I'm I'm you know I'm I might I might be in a place where I'm struggling I don't have what what they're having what helps you to feel to be more kind to you 
It's hard. It really is hard because I'm really tough on myself. I, I just am a type A personality through and through from, from a baby on up. <laughs> I've always been, <laughs> but you know, I think it helps. I really have, I have a really solid group of wonderful friends and loved ones who I just really lean on. And sometimes they have to remind me, they have to be like, Olivia, it's, you know, it's fine. You're doing a lot, you're doing enough. And I, you know, and I, I also go to therapy and they, and that's also reinforced there too, because for so long, like I would kind of ruin fun things that I accomplished because I'm thinking, well, it, it was, it was okay, but it could be better. It could always be better and stuff. And so I think it's having people around me remind me of the good that I'm, I'm trying to do and remind me that I'm, I am making a difference. Like it doesn't have to be, you know, I don't have to be Oprah, but I can be, I can try to take some of Oprah's lessons and, and use them to, to, you know, to my benefit and stuff. And so, um, but yeah, it's definitely, it's about, and it's also just about, you know, remembering the good times and remembering, Oh, okay. I had a really great experience at this event and I feel like others did too. And so that this was a good day. And so, but I, it's really hard. Um, I, I just, I think, I think my advice for anybody going through something similar is just to have a strong group of people around you who are there to remind you on the, during those times when you get down on yourself. And then also just to really, you know, keep little notes on your mirror that say, you know, you're awesome or you, you can do this or like, I think that's been really helpful. I, I have like three or four on my, on my mirror right now. And I know other friends who do that too, because that's like, you, you know, when you look in the mirror in the morning, you can see those and be like, yes, this is how I'm going to start my day. But I, I, I don't want to pretend to be good at this because this is really a hard for me, <laughs> but I really try. I really try. And I think that's some of the ways I try. That's what makes you perfect, Olivia. Because, and I think this is, I love this advice, putting stuff on the mirror because it's real. It's real because that's yeah. that's where you look and you look at yourself. And, you know, to me, it's been, it's been almost a revelation at one point of my life to look at myself in the mirror mm -hmm. and tell myself good things about me. Right. 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 It's hard, isn't it? Like sometimes you just, you, yeah. you gotta it's say good things to yourself. It is. It's so hard. It's so much easier for me to compliment someone or to try to lift someone up that I, that I don't think about doing that for myself. Like, like there's a, some sort of saying, I can't remember who said it, but something like, like, would, like, would you let the way you talk to yourself, would you let people talk to your friends that way? So like, if you're, if you're down on yourself and you're beating yourself up, But then, but if you saw your friend doing that, you would stop them and say, no, you're amazing. You're great. You're, you're doing a wonderful job. And so, so we have to treat ourselves just like we treat our friends and our loved ones. We have to, you know, celebrate ourselves too. And so like, and not in like a cocky way, but just in a way that makes, makes you happy to still be alive. And I think that's super important for people going through cancer because you're like, because it's real easy to go come down on yourself in life. I mean, there are many days when I have a bad day and I'm just like, I just don't know if I can like get up and work and then do all these things and, and stuff. And then it's just like telling yourself either today's not the day to do them or maybe do one thing and maybe that'll help you, you show that you accomplished something for the day and stuff. So those are some things I try to do because I, I don't want to have cancer. It's slowing me down and I don't want to be slowed down. I want to keep moving. I want to keep doing things. And I hate that cancer makes that more difficult to do. 
Exactly. And I, I love this one thing a day, and I've also arrived at this, Olivia, as well, is focusing on getting one thing done every day. And sometimes it's something that I'm really proud of, and sometimes it's like taking a shower or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it doesn't have to be some epic thing, but then you feel like, oh, you know, I've done it. I also want to yeah. circle back to what you said, you know, like when, uh, you know, to, 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 to talk about it with your friends and family, because that's not an easy thing to do either sometimes, right? Sometimes you right. have people around you, but, but like talking about things like difficult moments um, is hard. I mean, sometimes you don't know how to put things. Sometimes you don't want other people to feel awkward or weird about it right so yeah. but it's so vital to find ways to, to to talk about you know going through a difficult time with people around you i mean that's what they're there for right yeah 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 well and it's for me it's sometimes it's hard like when this all went down in the fall and then also got worse at the beginning of the year um all my friends were like what can we do what can we do and it was so hard for me to think of like because I, I like to be, you know, self-sufficient. And so it really was about like, <laughs> it really was about um, trying to um, find little things that I can ask people to help me with, you know, oh, could you, you know, get, get my groceries or could you carry my packages up that are at the front desk and things like just little things like that. And people really felt good and felt like they were helping. And I realized, that it's important not just for me, but for them too, because they don't want to just be helpless. And I think that that has been an important lesson I've learned the second time around that maybe I didn't understand before. And it's, but, but that's been a real challenge, but it's definitely something that's been, that's been helpful is just to, to include friends and family into my journey in different ways. And um, I can't say I, I, I do it well every time, but I'm trying for sure. And it's super empowering because exactly as you say, the people who truly care about you, the people who really care about you, they will be so grateful, right? When you ask them to yeah. do something, uh, because as you say, it gives them an opportunity to step up, to be there for you in, in a meaningful way. And it also prevents help that, that you don't want, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah because if, if you don't share what you need, you're going to get random stuff that you don't need. And so it's definitely about really little things. Like it, it's so funny to me because I, I was like, you know, it's difficult or to think of things, but then even just like a ride somewhere or to a, a doctor appointment or something like that can, you know, switch it up a little bit and can bring someone else into this journey with us and stuff. And, you know, it's fun. And I, I've also learned that I've also learned that my friends, like there's different things that, they're good at, you know, like there's different things, like certain friends are good for, you know, crying to, you know, together on the phone. Certain people are really good about let's pick up and go away for a weekend. Or there are certain friends who just want to make, you know, really good cooks and want to make a meal for you or just, you know, there's just all kinds of different support and together all that support can be so helpful. I, I, I just didn't realize how wonderful I mean, I, I love my friends, but they've gone to just like a whole new level of, of, you know, t being there for me and checking in on me. And just like, it's, it's just, it's just wonderful. And for people who don't have any sort of, you know, friends, or maybe they're completely alone. I think that, you know, reaching out to some of the organizations they like, you know, reaching out to us. I mean, you know, we'd love to send them a care package, 
check in on them, you know, occasionally, any of that kind of stuff. And so I think that there are people out there who want to help and want to be there for, the, for, for us, but we just, it's hard to see when there's so much shit in our life, you know, <laughs> it's yeah. just so hard to see it. Absolutely. Cause it's, and I'm so glad that you, you bring this up to go out and, and, and get, get connected, get um, connected with, 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 you know, like human beings, cancer, other organizations that, that you believe in that makes you feel not alone because that's, that's how like, that, that's that's what I think is one of the critical things about what can support us and help us and, 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 and hearing other people's stories. I think just the fact alone that other people are going through similar things. I really look mm -hmm. at, you know, uh, everything that you uh, see from Human Beats Cancer on your blog or whether it's the socials and, and these this little bits where, you know, people say some uh, inappropriate things and... <laughs> And people share that because it's because it's because it's hilarious or it's yeah. awkward or it's it's inappropriate. <laughs> you know, it's it, <laughs> it's what helps us to understand. You know what? Like, it's not just me who's who's had this this story, but it's it's other people. I've seen that as well, and that in itself is just such a huge thing, isn't it? It is. It is, and it's so funny because you do think. At least I thought. Well, I'm the only one to have experienced this thing, and then all of a sudden you're like. 12, 15, 20 people are like, oh my God, that same thing happened to me too and stuff. And so it definitely like, we may start out as, you know, with a humorous thing, but then like it often turns serious where people are getting tips from each other over social media and they've never met each other. I mean, there's so many people who, who celebrate people's accomplishments on, you know, when dealing with cancer, who they've never met in person and they don't know. And so it's just, I think that's the coolest thing. I, you know, when people bash social media, I always say, well, you know, there are positives in it too. And I think that this is a positive that people all over, I mean, like you and I would never have connected. To, I mean, we're in completely different places, but we, you know, we've done that because of Humor Beats Cancer. And I think there's so many other stories like that where people may only know each other virtually, but they really, they helped save someone from, from, a, from, you know, either living out the rest of their life in despair or just to get through this moment in their life. And so it just depends on, on the person and type of cancer and what's going on with them. But yeah, it's just, I just think it's amazing. I, I, I just think like, I don't know what we would have done without social media during COVID. I don't know what we would have done without social media during cancer and during all these things. I just think it really brings people closer together when, when used right. It's so true, Olivia, and and thank you for that reminder because I was, um, I mean, I remember, you know, when the whole COVID thing started, I mean, because, you know, if you go through cancer, you're used to this kind of isolation thing. Yes. I was like, you know, uh, I used to jump across the street when I was going through chemo when I saw the person walking toward me. So I was isolating before it was cold. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, and it's so true. So we're, we're used to this world anyway, and, and sometimes... That's one of the few things that you can do is is to contact someone online or on video or, or, or somehow on socials right. where you can interact with them because you really, you probably, sometimes you don't feel safe interacting with people right. in right. real life, right? Right. No, I just, I love, I love when I see like conversations about, and it's not like from medical opinions, it's more like you know, I'm dealing with say these side effects from this drug, what, you know, what, what would you recommend? And it's, and then to see like all these creative things people have done 
after, you know, try, you know, trying things and it, this not working and okay, I'll try this. And then you find like something so strange works and then you're, and then you try it and you're like, Oh my God, this helps me so much and stuff. And so I, I really think that that is um, just beautiful, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, I, it's a huge part of it is also, is, is also learning to tell your story, right? Because I think a part of it yeah. is, is what, what can be really helpful is finding a way to share your story, whether that's, um, you know, whether that's on social media, whether that's, uh, whether that's doing some sort of a project, like, I don't know, writing a book, or um, I know you've got your beautiful post on, 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 uh, on your blog with people sharing their experiences, right? This, and I know you're, you're, you're so, it's such a big deal for you, like storytelling, um, yeah. So, what are some of some of some of the thoughts that you have, Olivia, around like how how do you tell your story in a way? Maybe you're going through cancer, you've been through it, or you, you have a loved one who's dealing with it. How do you you kind of how do you put it into words? Yeah, I mean, well, for me, it is using humor a lot of times because I want I want people when I'm telling them to not be so turned off by me and the the subject that we never talk about it again and they start avoiding me and so i always find that you right i mean you know people some people are like oh my god you know yeah. so i so i that, that's a lot for a monday coffee conversation you know <laughs> so so i try i try to be i try to you know i'm honest about it but i'm also like to you know put some humor in there to, so that to kind of take the tension out of the room i mean it is serious what what we're all going through and there's nothing there's no reason to to make light of it or to really um you know you know make it seem like it's not a big deal because it is a big deal but i do try to um kind of you know if i'm writing it down or if i'm telling someone i tell something somebody the seriousness of it but then i also share some of the funnier stuff too like there's just weird things that happen to your body and to you and if you're depending on how close you are with the person that's kind of the stuff I, i'll share but um yeah and i think that that I think that's where I, where I want mine to be different from other organizations is that um, I didn't want it to be just about the sad stories. I wanted it to be about what life is like for people, uh, tr you know, truthfully. And like, you know, the funny things as well as like, the, you know, the, the, the things your kid says about you, about you at school because you have cancer and stuff like that. And so, and so that's what kind of makes us a little different is that I think some organizations really like to focus in on, let's, you know, tell me your sad story. And I, I don't know if that's as helpful as it seems to cancer patients, because then you go deeper and deeper into that hole of depression and you feel like, like that's all you are is cancer. Whereas if you, if you're sharing it and you're sharing humorous stories, people can relate more, I think. And I think that that helps spread the word a bit more about cancer and to talk about that, you know, everybody doesn't like die from cancer. Some people do go into remission and some people do last a long time, you know? And so it's really about, I, I want people to get educated on cancer who may don't, maybe don't know and they, they can do that through me. I think that's a great idea. Yes, absolutely. And, and, and it's just, it was a beautiful reminder that I realized why I've been turning some people off, I guess, at that Certain part of, of my cancer journey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> having, having, uh, having probably two deep and meaningful conversations about it. And I, when, you know, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe talking about, um, talking about other things, uh, 
is can be better because I can be more healing. And sometimes, you know, like you say, I think it's really important when you know when we talk about kind of the the, the humorous side of cancer, not because it's great, but because you know, yeah, it's 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 it, it it's it's funny in this awkward way. But it also gives us permission, I think, to also talk with people more openly about things that are not related to cancer. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I do. I, I think it opens up. I feel like when we get cancer, this like bubble comes up and a lot of time like comes around us and it separates us from the rest of the world. And then, and I like to try to pop the bubble and say, you know what? I'm still, you know, watching Bravo reality shows. I'm still <laughs> doing, I'm still eating way too much ice cream. I'm still doing all these other things. I'm still me. <laughs> cancer is just one piece of me. And it's an important piece because it can often be a life or death piece, but at this, but it's not all of me. Like I, you know, I still, I still enjoy going to concerts. I still enjoy, you know, you know, junk food. I still enjoy work. I, you know, I'm still, those are things. And I, I do think that sometimes we don't often help our cause in a way, because it's like, we talk about it in such a negative way that people don't think there's any hope to, you know, you know, living and, and and so i really think it's about talking more about cancer in ways that are relatable to people not just to, to make them feel comfortable but for us to be brought brought back into society sometimes because i do feel like i i think to your point though i about covid i think that that actually was a strangely just the conversations about covid helped our cause because people finally got what it was like to have to be stuck in a at home and, you know, isolated from people like you described. And they know what it's like. They have to go to the doctors a bunch of times and you have to go because some people who got COVID had to keep go to the doctor. Like, I feel like that it really like showed up, showed a lot of people who have not had any exposure to illness. What, what, it, what it's like for us. And I think that that is, that is an, a, a positive side effect of COVID when there's so many, so many negative parts. And, and I, I think that that's how I look at cancer. There's has to be some positives, something that's going to help the next group of people going through cancer. It's that's something that we all can do. And I think that is talking about it more in a, in a relatable way with others. Exactly. Cause there's so much about it. When we, when you talk about something that, that happens, do you also in the process of, Kind of redefining yourself, redefining yeah, how you see the yeah. world, right? Because it's 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 it, it changes, it changes your body, it changes the way that you feel, it changes the way that that you you, you look at life, and the, yeah. the process of sharing your story, uh, doing something that you might feel passionate about, that that somehow excites you, uh, trying to make a difference in in your own way, in whatever way that is, that that helps us to kind of redefine ourselves and, and get, um, I don't want to say comfortable, but get okay with living in whatever your reality is. Mm -hmm. And ultimately so that you can feel good about yourself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I agree with you. I did, it's just, there's just so much to cancer beyond the diagnosis and the treatment that I don't think we talk about enough. Like I, I feel like, I feel like whether we live or die, those of us who have had cancer will forever be changed. Um, you know, there, there's going to be things that about us that are, that's different. And there's going to be things that we appreciate differently. And the, 
things in life that we think about more and stuff like that. And I think that that is really, it, it can be a gift because I think for me, like it was, I wanted, I didn't really get that I wasn't giving back enough to the world in some way until I got cancer. And then I was dealing with it and I was like, Oh my gosh, like, like I, I need to do, so. I, I, I was sick of myself. Like I was sick of like, you know, when when you're in cancer, it's all about you all the time. Like, it's like, you know, and then you you're done with the treatment and then you're like completely alone and you're like, okay, now there's nobody here at all. Nobody cares. And so I think that it really, it showed me that by doing these little things that I could still have a meaningful place in this world. And I think regardless if I have cancer or not. And so I think that was important. That's beautiful, and that's so inspiring because, as you say, it finds you a place to to give, to to, to get a sense of belonging beyond yourself. And I think that's so vital on our journeys yeah. to cancer to find that sense of something of belonging to something that is that that you care about, and finding yeah. a way to make sense of life beyond cancer. Yeah, because it's really hard. You're like. I feel like that's all I think about is cancer and I'm trying to, and so by doing human beast cancer, it helps take, take the focus off on me and helps me focus on other people in a different way, but, you know, still related to what I'm going through. But like, I, I think that that's a big reason why I just feel, and I, and I feel like people who get involved with us and who like share their thoughts and stories are really, I see that in them too. I feel like they're very joyful people generally speaking. And like, they don't, they, they don't want to just sit and like stew in their, in, in, in their cancer story. They want to really make the most of their life, no matter how, like how long it is. So I feel like that's another thing cancer gives us. It reminds us like everybody's going to pass away at some time, but like you don't think about it if you're healthy, you, you just assume you're going to live forever. And so I think it's, a, we're given the gift of like a reminder that life is precious and life is short and that we only have so many times to do good in the world or to, or to, to love our loved ones. And so now is the time. I mean, don't wait to say the things that you've been wanting to say to someone you care about, like do it now, like, because you just don't know, you don't know what's going to happen to anybody. And so that's what I keep trying to, to remind myself to. And that's a beautiful thing, Olivia. I want to Thank you so much for being here, so much for sharing this and, and for what you do in the world, because I think it's so vital. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, it was, it was a great conversation. So thank you. Hey, my friend, it's Joe Bakmotsky. Thank you so much for being here. I just want to jump in here real quick to let you know about this great new tool that I built for you. It's called Cancer Can Give, and it's a video course that is designed to help you live a happier, more fulfilled, and more purposeful life beyond cancer. It's something that I wish I had, and I hope it will serve you in making the difference that you want to make in a way that is significant to you after everything that you have been through with cancer. Now, this is available absolutely free of charge for you. Just go to simplifycancer.com and click on the Cancer Can Give link to find out more. Absolutely free, my friend. Just helping you to move forward. And thank you so much for being here. I want to remind you before we go that after everything, that you have been through with cancer, my friend, 
you deserve the world and you have the power to be happy to seek greater clarity in everything that you do to show up at your best every single day so that you know and prove to yourself that you are enough and to hold on to that hope that no matter what happens and how crazy things get the things can and do change for the better thank you for being here my friend speak soon